Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today is Friday, December 13th. Friday the 13th. Shit. Back in Phoenix from the MLB Winter Meetings. It was an action-packed week at the Grand Hyde in San Diego. We've got one more exclusive interview for you. Fox Sports and MLB Network analyst, as well as a senior writer at Sports Illustrated, Tom Ferducci. He was kind enough to talk to me for a few moments before hopping on MLB Tonight for a segment on Thursday night. Asked him about the Houston Astros' recent sign-stealing scandal and how it may have trickled into 2018 and 2019. A little interesting there. A.J. Hinch got bonded by the media throughout the entire week. I mean, the, the media was basically acting like they were A.J. Hinch's parents the entire week. It was actually kind of funny to watch how mad they were at A.J. Hinch. Uh, but Ferducci wrote a great article about his take on the situation on sportsillustrated.com. And uh, I want to take the time to thank Mr. Ferducci again for taking a few minutes to chat with me. But before we get to Tom, I wanted to talk uh, about a few of the moves that took place over the winter meetings. I think everybody knows by now that Scott Boris became a richer man than he already is this week in San Diego. He uh, cashed in three times, not once, not twice, but three times, trace times with Garrett Cole's nine-year $324 million contract with the New York Yankees. That was the big one. And then Steven Strasburg's seven-year, $245 million contract with the Washington Nationals. It's looking like he's going to spend his entire career in Washington. And the new deal that I wanted to dive into a little bit, because I haven't talked about this one yet, is Anthony Rendon's seven-year, $245 million contract with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So Anthony Rendon is receiving the exact same contract as his former teammate, uh, Steven Strasburg, at seven years, $245 million. And he'll be making around $35 million on average every season for the next two seasons. Not too bad. Uh, this is Artie Moreno's second mega deal in the last two seasons. Artie Moreno, of course, the owner of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He locked up the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, to still the biggest contract in professional sports a year ago. Uh, not even a year ago. I think it was in March of this year during spring training. 12 years, $426.5 million. That's a lot of money. And now he's grabbed arguably the best player, uh, the best position player, you could say, available this offseason in Anthony Rendon, two-time Silver Slugger Award winner, 2019 World Series champion, 2019 All-Star, NL Comeback Player of the Year in 2016, 
Sixth overall pick by the Nationals in the 2011 Major League Baseball draft. I mean, this guy is elite on both sides of the ball. A career 290 batting average. He hit 319 in 2019 after hitting 308 in 2018. He had the best walk to strikeout ratio at 0.93 in 2019, while also being an elite defender at third base. Not much more you could ask for if you're Artie Moreno and Angels GM Billy Epler on this one. They, they checked out pretty nicely with this deal. And it's a deal that they 100% absolutely positively had to make. They have absolutely spoiled Mike Trout's prime, at least for the first eight years of his prime. I mean, the guy's been the face of baseball since 2012, and he still has many great years ahead of him, I'm sure. He's already a three-time MVP uh, most recently this year, had arguably the best year of his career. Then he was the face of baseball before then. A five-tool player, can hit for average, can hit for power. He drives and runs. He's a clutch hitter. He's the best outfielder in baseball, best hitter in baseball, is one of the best arms in baseball, probably the nicest guy in baseball. Some may say the most boring guy in baseball, but hey, that benefits him more than it hurts him. Artie Moreno has finally aligned Mike Trout with another big-time superstar. Not to say that they didn't try when they reeled in Albert Pujols on his 10-year deal back in 11 when they nabbed him from the St. Louis Cardinals, although Mike Trout was just a rookie at that point. Albert Pujols and Mike Trout, though, never really took off as a dominant duo in Major League Baseball, even when Pujols had that short resurgence in 2015. This is the first time where the Angels have had a terrifying middle of the order that'll consist of Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Shohei Otani, Justin Upton, Albert Pujols, and uh, Angelton Simmons. The Angels still have plenty of work to do, though. I mean, their pitching depth and pitching rotation going into 2020 is arguably one of the worst in Major League Baseball. It's awful. Dylan Bundy, who's currently expected to be in their starting rotation, is the only pitcher in their projected rotation that threw at least 100 innings in 2019. That's not going to end up, that's not going to win you more than 75 games, even with Rendon and Trout in that order. I'm sure they're going to be hesitant with putting Shohei Otani back in the rotation after Tommy John surgery last year. He's a much more valuable hitter, even with being a solid starting pitcher back in 2018 in his rookie year since coming over from Japan. An opinion of mine, though, which I'm stealing from Davis Ford, by the way, is that Shohei Otani would be doing the Los Angeles of, of Anaheim a solid if he stepped in as the team's closer in 2019. Just hear me out. Why not? Uh, You could always have him in the starting lineup and then come the end of the game with a lead or not a lead, doesn't matter, a deficit, you can plug him in on the mound in the eighth or ninth inning, even the seventh inning, without having to worry about an exceeded pitch count. But that's just my take on the Otani situation. That also allows the Angels uh, starting lineup to have depth on a daily basis, as opposed to having Shohei Otani sit on days that he pitches. Having uh, Lestella, Trout, Rendon, Otani, Upton, Pujols, and Simmons as your core every single day isn't too shabby if you ask me. And to have that on a daily basis is a lot better than anything else that they got on that bench. So it'll be interesting to see what the Angels do with Shohei Otani in 2020. It's going to be a Fun season to see Anthony Rendon in Tempe, Arizona this spring, a part of the Los Angeles Angels. Again, if you've been sleeping under a rock this past week, a lot went down. Anthony Rendon has signed a seven-year, $245 million contract with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Mike Trout finally has a partner in crime on the Angels. I wouldn't call it the best one-two punch in baseball, though, but it's certainly up there. It is certainly up there. There's a ton of great duos in Major League Baseball, though. A ton of great trios as well. You've got... 
Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Freddie Freeman in Atlanta with the Braves. Two dominant and powerful hitters in the middle of that order down in Atlanta, Georgia. Ronald Acuna Jr., of course, winning 2018 NL Rookie of the Year. Freddie Freeman, a dominant left-handed bat in that order. Probably doesn't get enough credit where credit's due. A great one-two punch right-hander after a left-hander. Ronald Acuna Jr. and Freddie Freeman out in Atlanta with the Braves. You've got Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres in the Bronx with the Yankees. Though you can make a case for Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Cole. It's a super team in the Bronx. World Series favorites. Go Yanks. We've also got Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez in Beantown with the Boston Red Sox. Can't forget about them. They're probably going to be an underwhelming team in 2020, but you got Boots and Mar- uh, uh, Betts and Martinez excuse me, uh, before Mookie Betts probably leaves after the 2020 season. Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and George Springer in Houston with the Astros. You got a young Vladdy Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette north of the border in Toronto. You could even throw Calvin Biggio in that mix as a trio. Uh, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. and Sonny San Diego with the Padres. Possibly Cody Bellinger and Francisco Lindor in 2020. Possibly. Uh, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. You got Nelson Cruz and Miguel Sano in Minnesota. Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins in Philly. The list goes on and on and on. I don't know if any of these duos top some of the greatest duos of all time. Not yet, anyways. I mean, I'm talking about the best of the best. You got Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez in the early 2000s, if you remember that one, Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau, Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez, Carlos Beltran and Mike Piazza. I can go all day with this. But the point is, the Los Angeles Angels are finally giving Mike Trout something to be excited about with this deal. Maybe they're not there just yet. Maybe they're still a year or two away from being a postseason threat, a contender, if you will. Because, again, the pitching rotation needs a lot of help. Not some help, but a lot of help, desperately. But it's nice to see Artie Moreno making some moves if you're an Angels fan. So with that being said, with that out of the way, let's hear from Tom Ferducci on the Astros' current scandal, why it happened, what kind of penalties are in order, and who could possibly make a huge splash through the remainder of the 2019 MLB offseason. Tom Ferducci on the O Show. But first, a quick message from TickPick.com. Here with MLB Network analyst Tom Ferducci. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me for a second here. Uh, I wanted to first get your take on what we might see here over the next uh, couple of days, couple of hours, if you uh, predict any possible blockbuster trades to go down this offseason. We've heard, of course, Francisco Lindor's name get tossed around, but w- what about the bigger names, such as Chris Bryan or even uh, Mookie Betts? What's your perspective on this week? Yeah, well, it's very difficult for these big names to be traded, especially Mookie Betts. There's no doubt the Red Sox will look to trade him, at least see what the market is. I just don't think they could be satisfied. I mean, they're trying to get their payroll down, and Mookie is a year away from what he promises to be, will be the use of free agency. So they're smart to at least investigate. But, I mean, go back to the trade of uh, Paul Goldschmidt last year, and actually Arizona did okay in that deal. But for the Boston Red Sox to get you know decent value from Mookie Betts and still contend, I don't see that happening. Again, I think they'll explore it, but I think it's hard to do. But again, that is going to take a while to play out. 
Now, I read your article on SI.com about your take on the Astros' current sign-stealing scandal and how it may have leaked into 2018, if not 2019. How exactly did this scandal begin? Everybody knows what they're being accused of, but what are the details that we know behind this? Well, they're accused of using electronics, specifically uh, a camera in center field to steal signs. We all know that stealing signs is part of the game, and it's mutual agreement that if you do so in the course of um, you know the natural events of the game, runner on second base, you see the pitcher's tipping his pitches by the way he grips the ball, uh, people don't have a problem with that. It's when you introduce devices and schemes that there's definitely a problem, both ethically and in today's game, actually, illegally, because... Rob Manford, the commissioner at MLB, cracked down on this before this season began uh, and basically said, let's crack down on the use of technology to steal signs because I think it had been pretty prevalent. So uh, they're definitely in trouble here with the commissioner. And the, the big news here is that you have a player who was on the 2017 Astros named on the record, Mike Fire, saying this is what we did back then, and it was wrong. And what do you see the punishment being for Houston before I let you go? Now, obviously, we don't have the whole story or all of the details, but are we in for one of the most devastating punishments in Major League Baseball history? It that they can identify intent and a specific person. Uh, if they find there's actually a specific person who is running the scheme, that person literally has their baseball career on the line. Um, I'm not saying this rises to a level of uh, what got the death penalty in terms of baseball career for John Capoella, the Braves GM, with some of the infractions regarding signing of international free agents. Um, but there's no question here that if there is intent that someone specifically and intentionally uh, went outside of these rules that, that Manfred put in place, that person could be in jeopardy in terms of his life, in terms of his career in baseball. Uh, otherwise, you're talking about definitely fines we've seen that done before the protocols were put in place lots of draft pick which he has hinted at would be a part of a discipline Uh, again it all depends on how specific they can nail this down uh, in terms of intent and individuals do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs then do I have a solution for you. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecca Nutrition? Mecca Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661 695 9061. Again, that's 661 695 9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now, and for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's 
general manager at Neil or Neil at MechaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecha Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Thanks again to Tom Verducci for taking a few minutes to chat. We talked about some of the big free agent moves that have taken place this offseason. Garrett Cole to the Yankees on a record-breaking contract of $324 million. Steven Strasburg back to the Nats for $245 million. And, of course, Anthony Rendon, the newest member of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, for a whopping price tag of $245 million. One of the most eventful Major League Baseball winter meetings in recent memory, and we'll see if there are any ripple effects. Although... There were teams like the Yankees and the Nationals and the Angels that walked out of San Diego with massive acquisitions. There were also teams like the L.A. Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves who walked out with absolutely nothing. So what kind of free agent signings will we see next? What kind of trades will we see next? The idea of the L.A. Dodgers acquiring uh, Francisco Lindor has been an item for a few weeks now, as well as the idea of the Chicago Cubs listening to offers for Chris Bryant and now, more recently, Anthony Rizzo. But, but the big trade rumor that I wanted to touch up on before we wrap things up here is the idea that the Milwaukee Brewers would trade their all-star left-handed flamethrower in Josh Hader. Yes, Josh Hader, the man who shut down nearly everyone in the 2018 postseason, arguably the best piece in that bullpen for Milwaukee, is said to be available. However, it's going to take a haul to get him. And it wasn't long before three teams made their presence known that, hey, we want this guy, the Yankees, the Mets, and the Dodgers. And apparently, the Yankees have had extended dialogue with Milwaukee over the past several days about adding Josh Hader to that already devastating bullpen of theirs. That includes Aroldis Chapman, Zach Britton, Adam Onovino, Chad Green, Tommy Canely, etc. Now, the question is, do the Yankees have the cojones to part with a couple of their top prospects? They got their man in Garrett Cole. They re-signed Brett Gardner to a one-year deal. Why not go full steam ahead and ramp up their already elite bullpen? I mean, by signing Brett Gardner, you have an outfield for the majority of the season, I should say, that consists of Aaron Judge, Brett Gardner, Giancarlo Stanton, and Aaron Hicks. The Yankees are not going to carry five outfielders. And at third base, the Yankees and Brian Cashman have made it clear that it's Gio Urshela's job to lose. DJ LeMahieu is also an elite defender at the hot corner when put there. So if I'm Brian Cashman, the senior vice president and general manager of the New York Yankees, do I possibly dangle a carrot in front of Milwaukee's eyes, such as a Miguel Andahar or a Clint Frazier or even an Estevan Floreal? Is it worth it for Josh Hader? I mean, Josh Hader would be under contract with the Yankees if they got him until the 2024 season. That's five full seasons of Josh Hader. For albeit elite pieces, however, these are elite pieces that the Yankees have no room for. They got no use for them. Clint Frazier, I mean, God bless his soul, should be a three-year veteran in the big leagues right now. But with the Yankees' depth to go along with the fact that he may or may have not been punished last year, he's been merely an up-and-down replacement piece from Scranton Wilkes-Barre to New York, back to Scranton, back to New York. It's been an ongoing process. He's an elite bat with legendary bat speed. I know his defense is atrocious, but anyone would take that bat in a heartbeat. As far as Estevan Floreal goes, is he big league ready? Probably not. He's coming off an injury-plagued 2019 season, but he's an elite prospect in the minor leagues that 
may interest the Brewers. It may not. And to go back to the point I made on depth, the Yankees are locked up in the outfield department for a long, long time with Judge Hicks and Stanton. Floreal ain't seeing time. He's the perfect trade bait for Brian Cashman. And then there's Miguel Andahar, the man who finished in second in the American League Rookie of the Year voting in 2018. And I'll be the 1,000th person to say it, that he should have beaten Shohei Otani for the American League Rookie of the Year in 2018. I have both Barstool sports writer Jared Carabas and Brian Hoke, who we had on the show last time, uh, both say on the record on the show that Miguel Andahar should have beaten Shohei Otani for the American League Rookie of the Year in 2018. But I digress. Miguel Andahar goes down with the torn shoulder labrum in 2019 in the third game. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. Gio Urshela comes in and has a tremendous, if not better season in 2019 than Miguel Andahar had in 2018. Miguel Andahar is going to have to fight for his at-bats in 2019. And to be quite honest, wouldn't you rather have Gio Urshela at third base defensively than Miguel Andahar? I have to hold my breath every time a ground ball is hit Andahar's way at third base. I have full faith in Gio Urshela at third base defensively. Obviously, the bat is a whole nother story. He's an elite hitter, 287 average in 2018. I get that. Don't be shocked if Brian Cashman potentially throws Miguel Andahar in a trade for Josh Hader to solidify the best bullpen in Major League Baseball, as well as piggybacking the remainder of J.A. Happ's contract in the deal as well, because that's that's the big thing that he wants to get rid of. And that, that's just a thought on my end. As great as Andahar was in 2018, everyone is replaceable, and that's been proven by Gio Urshela, and it was proven by Gio Urshela in 2019. And imagine, just imagine, a rotation with Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Masahiro Tanaka, James Paxton, Jordan Montgomery, Domingo Herman, give or take, backed by a bullpen that has Chad Green, Tommy Canley, Zach Britton, Adam Ottavino, Josh Hader, and Araldness Chapman at the back end. Pure dominance. Filthy. World Series 2020. Signed, sealed, and delivered. But on the other hand, here's where I completely dismantle everything that I just said for the past five minutes. The Yankees don't have to go out of their way for Josh Hader. They already have one of, if not the best bullpens in the American League, Adding Garrett Cole alone gives them one of the more better pitching rotations in the American League. Their offense, I mean, hell, their offense alone got got them to the American League Championship Series last year. They don't need Josh Hader, but it's become clear that they want Josh Hader. Will Brian Cashman be willing to part ways with a Miguel Andahar or a Clint Frazier or an Estevan Floreal? We'll see. I know he definitely wants to shed Jay Happ's current contract with the addition of Garrett Cole. There's no question about that. And by getting rid of Hap's contract, the Yankees would actually be able to shed a decent amount of salary space, even with the addition of Cole. Because you got to remember, they're losing CeCe's contract. He had a one-year $10 million deal last year. They're losing Didi's contract. That's another $12 million right there. He signs one-year $14 million with Philly. Romine's contract, he, he goes two years $4 million to the Detroit Tigers. And by dealing Hap... They'd be getting rid of a total of $38 million while paying Cole $36 million a year in 2020. I know that only solves 2020's salary cap issue, but it's a good chunk of money that they wouldn't have to pay this year, given uh, giving themselves some more room to add a piece like Josh Hader if they wanted to. But again, they aren't desperate for Josh Hader. It would be a nice piece to have, and it would just be nice to have an elite offense, an elite rotation, and an elite bullpen. We'll see if it happens, and I will, of course, keep you updated on any future Yankees news this offseason as they once again gear up 
for spring training in two months. Another run at championship 28 in 2020 is looking good, but I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, that'll do it for episode 129 presented by Belly Up Sports. We are what they are, and be sure to follow Belly Up Sports on Instagram and the Twitter at Belly Up Sports, and go check out our website at www.bellyupsports.com. The O Show is also sponsored by TickPick. Be sure to use the promo code OSHO10, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-10, for $10 off your next order using TickPick.com. You should have used TickPick.com. We're also sponsored by Mecca Nutrition. Be sure to use the promo code OSHO20, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-20, for $20 off if you're into banging weights, eating steaks, and sleeping eights. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. That's a wrap from the 2019 Major League Baseball Winter Meetings live from San Diego, California. It was a great experience that I recommend to any Major League Baseball fan out there. Full of great memories, and I'm looking forward to the 2020 Major League Baseball Winter Meetings in Dallas, Texas. And I'll leave you with this. I met Kyle Bodie from Driveline Baseball, and I asked him what the hell happened to Ottavino Slider, and he had no idea. We'll leave with that clip, but for now, hit it, Hootie. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube